Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Press Gazette's Journalism Matters podcast. I'm Freddie Mayhew, News Editor at Press Gazette, and today I'm joined by Rosie Nixon, who is Editor-in-Chief at Hello Magazine. Thank you for joining me, Rosie. Thanks for having me. Um, So it's 30 years now, isn't it, since Hello has been going. Um, And you're currently, latest figures for you, coming out next week, but for for the last half of the year, you were selling more than 220,000 copies, and you're in the top five best-selling weekly consumer magazines in the UK. So I suppose first question would be, what's the secret to its longevity? <laughs> How has it been going for so long? Yeah, well, it's quite amazing. Our 30th anniversary will be next year. Also my 10th anniversary at the brand next year too. So a big year for Hello. And I think the interesting thing about Hello is that our USP has never changed. You know, we take our readers inside the lives of the rich, the famous and the fabulous. And we've been doing that in a kind of unrivaled way for the last 30 years. Um, I think we think of ourselves as a magazine of record. In fact, looking back over that time, you know, you can pick up any issue of Hello and see who were the movers and shakers of the day, what were the fashions, you know, what was happening in politics, you know, a real kind of taste of the zeitgeist, really. Mm. Um, and, And we've spent, you know, careful amounts of time over those years building up trusted relationships with the stars themselves, their agents and managers, so that we get this unrivaled access into their worlds 
which is why they open up their wedding albums, you know, allow us to take the first photos of their babies and invite us into their homes. And, and why do you think, do you think it's that exclusive sort of access that you're getting that's why people are still buying into the brand even though you're getting competition now online yeah. from the likes of yeah the, the exclusive access is certainly you know extremely important to hello and at the root of sort of everything we do um, but then the new generation of royals have been the gift that keeps on giving to Hello, really. Yeah. Uh, we just had Prince George um, celebrating his fourth birthday on a recent cover. Um, our youngest, but also one of our most popular cover stars. And I think nobody has really managed to harness the popularity of the Cambridges and uh, that generation of the royal family, you know, in the way that Hello has. Um, and magazines, of course, now are becoming a luxury experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we provide an environment that is very different to one that you can find on the mail online or, you know, on your computer or or a phone screen. Um, It's a a longer kind of experience to sit down and read a magazine for half an hour while you're having your hair done or, you know, you've got 10 minutes away from the kids on the sofa. It's a really luxury experience. So our sort of big format and gorgeous glossy photography shows every detail of the celebrities and the royals that we follow. Um, So it's a closer look, really, at the week's news. And is that that sort of how you distinguish yourself from, say, the likes of Mail Online, which is obviously putting out a lot of celebrity news and a very popular website? Yeah, I think we provide a completely different experience. You know, actually, in this day and age when we are also glued to our handsets and screens for a lot of the time, that removing yourself from that is, is something very different and kind of special. Um, so, yeah, we provide that, you know, experience that's not so fast-paced, that's a more detailed read, um, that's, you know, when we're following the um, Cambridges on their, their recent tour to Poland and Germany, you know, we showed every aspect of that tour in great photographic detail in a way that you just can't get that kind of experience from a website. And it's your... Print is still very much your focus then, isn't it? It is. Yeah, print is still the kingpin of the business and we'll continue to invest in print. Between 90 and 90, sort of 8% of our readership is um, actively purchased and we sell at a £2 cover price. So, you know, really premium products that people are still willing to pay for. Although um, digital will be, you know, part of our... big part of our roadmap for the future and we'll be investing heavily in our digital operations in the years to come. I was going to say, what is your sort of your digital strategy at the moment, if you can talk about it? Are you, do you, does everything that goes in the magazine eventually go on the website, or how does that kind of work for you guys? Yeah. Do you hold stuff back for the magazine? We do, yeah. I mean, the, the two operate hand in hand, and actually since I became editor-in-chief last year, I'm taking a closer look at how the two amalgamate. I think that's been one of the great challenges for publishers of how to marry up the digital offering with the traditional print so it's really important that you have a cohesive view and that you understand that the audience is different you know in both formats Mm -hmm. same as the audience is different on social media and all different types of social media platform so really you have to be available now for your readership 24 7 in whatever format they require and hello has always um traditionally sort of spanned quite a wide age group we often say that our readers go from sort of 18 to 80 with the core readership somewhere around sort of late 30s um, so we're attracting there's got to be something for everyone in our offering 
Um, but a big part of my digital strategy will be focusing on video content. We've just um, opened a mini studio um, next door in the building we have next door. Oh, yeah. It used to be the photocopy cupboard, now it's a little studio um, because we want to bring our pages to life in video. It's the natural progression um, to see the stars, you know, talking and conducting their interviews in person as well as on the printed page. I'm presuming that will sort of push your digital in a slightly different direction then. At the moment, is it, is it kind of coverage in the magazine is the same as online? No, the, the audience is definitely younger online. Yeah, so online will often pick up stories to do with personalities that may not necessarily appear in the magazine. The magazine we try to keep as A-list as possible, um, really focusing on established personalities um, people that have earned their fame, you know, over years of hard graft or a special talent. Um, so we're less interested in kind of reality stars. So not the Love but Island. Not Love Island. Island. We are a Love Island free zone pretty much for the time being, although I'll never say never. Um, you know, I guess we want to fulfil, you know, the, the things that our audience are interested in. But those type of personalities would probably do better for us online and on social media. So, yeah, so it is cut up differently. But then the Royals, I mean, again, come back to the Cambridges, it's their appeal is so sort of across the board and they work equally well for us online as they do in the magazine. And I don't know how much this you have to answer, but how do you get that exclusive access? Is that years of contacts and building those up? Does money exchange hands and uh, you know for some of those more exclusive mm. uh, inside looks? Yeah, well, I think those rumours of hello sort of having this never-ending checkbook and spending a million pounds here and there is completely untrue. Yeah, right. I'm afraid to say. Sorry <laughs> to burst that bubble, but I think the magazine would not be here 30 years later if that were the case. I mean, that's just not sustainable. Um, but it's it's quite funny hearing those rumours when they still come up every now and again. Um, but no, I would say that you know we've spent a long time cultivating these trusting relationships and we've worked with people throughout their careers you know we've, we've recently celebrated Rod Stewart's uh, wedding anniversary and we've been with him from the beginning really you know featuring his wedding and then you know the birth of children and then renewing his vows recently mm-hmm. so we play the long game uh, we're there for people you know when the times are tough and we provide a stable kind of trusted environment for them to talk about difficult um, topics sometimes, you know, we're not afraid to ask the hard questions, we know our readers expect that from us um, but we, we do work closely with the stars so that, you know, we're on their side and we sell with good news and actually I'm really proud and protective of, of our philosophy of positive reporting I think there's enough bad news going on, you know, that we've flooded, you know, with online and, and in newspapers that Hello provides a bit of escape from that some glamour, some unashamedly positive reporting, and I'm I'm really happy that that has stood the test of time and seems to be what people still want to read. It's very much reputation building and very much much what it's about, Hello, about having that reputation and that... um yeah, the trusted environment. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not is at the core of everything we do. We're not going to build you up to knock you down. Yeah, that's... Point out the cellulite. No, the... exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who wants to do that? That's not very sort of, yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of woman power, is it, really? <laughs> um, and how much of, uh, as you were saying, the, the, the new royals, like the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their children, and obviously Prince Harry, 
um, how have mm. they been a boost to you? Is that something you've seen yeah, a lot of I think it's quite since? remarkable, really. I mean, the Duchess of Cambridge, I think, pretty much single-handedly has changed the whole image of the royal family. You know, she was a middle-class girl who met her prince at university and has gone on to kind of change him as well, make the whole family feel more accessible. I think that image of sort of buttoned-up monarchy is completely different now. It's all about talking about your feelings, you know, opening up, showing that we're all human. And I think that the position that they have in, you know, the bedrock of British society is probably stronger than ever. Um, And that, of course, has been good news for Hello on the newsstand. I think, actually, it's breathed new life into the newsstand, you know, completely. And we've got Meghan Markle on our cover this week. (laughs) She's celebrating her birthday, and I know what would make me feel like she had the ideal birthday present might be a proposal from Prince Harry. That would would be great. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot more to be told. There's a lot more, you know, to to hear from them and to see how they're going to change things even further. But they've certainly been great news for us. And obviously reporting on the royals Mm. in particular, celebrities as well, but very much the royals, it's... It's a difficult balancing act, isn't it, to sort of respect privacy but also yeah. get those stories that your readers want to read. Yeah. How do you how is that factored into your editorial process? Mm. How much is it something that's sort of at the forefront of what you're doing? Yeah. Um, just an example, I know that last month um, Prince Harry won uh, a, a, an Ipso complaint against the Mail Online press regulator, um, found in his favour mm. for them running pictures of the him wedding. on the beach yeah. and with Meghan Markle. Yeah. Um, so how much is that something that you felt? Well, I think, I mean, it's not normally too much of an issue for us here in that, I mean, we have a very strong sort of moral compass at Hello and, and that is so far sort of within any kind of guidelines or the editor's code anyway. Um, that I know instinctively whether something feels right or wrong to publish and we simply wouldn't go there if it didn't feel right because we know it might upset the palace and as I've said before we play the long game with the people that we feature and we're not in the business to kind of cause anybody any distress so actually we rarely come up against situations when we're we're unsure if it might be a breach of privacy or if we are unsure then we contact the palace and through the usual channels you know, and we have a very good working relationship with them. Mm. Um, but, you know, obviously there's a protocol when we're covering royal events. I wouldn't say that we get any particular favouritism, but they are respectful of the way that we um, that we cover royal stories. And we know that we're read in all of the households and we want that to be a happy experience. Yeah. And is there kind of a red line for you on... I- do you use paparazzi pictures? Yeah, 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 many paparazzi pictures. How do you sort of... I think the Mail Online, or one of them, was saying that they weren't going to use any more, one of them, the Daily Mail, at some point years ago, was saying yeah. they weren't going to use any more paparazzi pictures. But how do you... What do you mean of the royals? Or uh, no, I think generally. In general? But, I mean, how do you... Do you make a judgment on those photos then? Yeah, we make a judgment. We do our research and we speak to, you know, the person that's taken the photographs and we ask all of the questions that editors, you know, should ask around a set of images and we demand, you know, we see a full set because often... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Pictures can be taken out of context. Um, but as I said before, yeah, I think our own kind of ethics at Hello are so strong that um, we, we don't really skate that close to the line. Um, so there's never really too much, too many issues. Or we go directly to the star themselves and discover the background. And often they might be quite happy for us to run something, especially when you're talking of images of children. Some stars are happy, others are not. It's a personal choice. Mm. And I'm sort of not in the business to persuade somebody to do something that's against their wishes. It's the same when we, you know, commission our baby shoots. For some stars, it's something they really want to do to show their fans this sort of intimate moment of the new baby's arrival. For others, it's just something they would never entertain, and that's fine. It's everybody's individual choice, and it's a personal thing. So that, is that an example the sort of thing that you would definitely turn away from as a magazine? Well, anything that showed somebody in a particularly negative light, yeah, or that felt hurtful or, you know, in, really invaded privacy, you know, clearly a private moment on private property, then I just simply wouldn't go there. Yeah, but I think, you know, I am sort of a very morally and ethically driven person and I kind of know instinctively what's right or wrong, as do my staff. Um, how much does your... In terms of actors, again, how much does your... Because your background is obviously you were formerly at Red and Glamour magazines, weren't you? That's right. Executive editor at Grazia. I moved to Hello in 2008 and obviously were named editor-in-chief last year. How much... I presume that, well, that's a, a long career in the industry already... Is that process sort of built? Are you bringing those contacts with you when yeah, you come to Hello? Is that a big definitely. part of it? definitely. I remember my first role sort of back in the teen magazine days <laughs> when I worked for Bliss magazine, and I was offered either the role of features editor or celebrity editor, and it was at a time when celebrities were beginning to drive sales of magazines. And uh, I made sort of the decision then to go down the celebrity editor route because that was drawing in the big cover stars and I loved going out and doing those interviews and setting up those photo shoots. And then that really sort of paved the way for my future career, which was generally the celebrity 
editor, entertainment editor, you know, that always that kind of aspect of a magazine. Um, at Glamour, sort of doing big shoots with A-list stars for the cover of the magazine. And then when Grazia launched, you know, securing the celebrity access there. And, of course, Hello was kind of the ultimate place, you know. I worked at other magazines when, you know, you'd hear that Elizabeth Hurley's wedding's coming out in Hello next week and everybody would sort of gather around that issue to kind of feverishly flick through it and know that you were going to get 30 pages of wedding coverage, you know. So when I was headhunted by Hello, and uh, it was always a slight mystery to me because I think Hello is owned by privately by a Spanish company who own Hola magazine, right. launched that back in 1944. So it, it, it's always been a slight mystery in the publishing scene. You know, I'd worked for the big companies, Condé Nast and Bauer and EMAP in the past, and mm. nobody really kind of understood how Hello worked. Mm. And these theories of, you know, suitcases full of money to get people to persuade to do, to do things. And of course, it's not quite like that, so I'm kind of letting down the image. But um, it's a very, I mean, it does have the feel of a family business it the independence you know and autonomy that we have is really exciting it means that we can change our publishing schedule you know in a matter of hours if we decide to so if a big event happens over a weekend or a royal wedding or Pippa Middleton's wedding was a recent example you know we decided to keep the magazine open that day it's all hands on deck creating a special issue mm. um, putting it out um, to print and on the newsstand sort of within 48 hours so it's a really exciting mix of news journalism but the glossiness and the kind of relationship building that you know I love and have done you know previously in my career uh, Hello I think Peaked in 2001 with more than 840,000 mm. copies sold, which is obviously a great first half of the year. Mm. Uh, but within two years, I think that's sort of going down to just over 340,000, and it's obviously fluctuated up and down, but generally going in the direction of decline since about two, 2011, along with yeah, the with rest everybody of the magazines else, that's and newspapers it. and all of us. Yeah, but, um, and I'm happy that, yeah, although that kind of, you know, pot of readers is getting smaller, um, Hello is still retaining, you know, an increasing share of it. Um, and, and of course now you know with the advent of online and all the social media platforms it's all about having a 360 approach to publishing and being available cross platform so whilst print sales might be going down you know online um, audience figures are going up we've actually got seeing an increase in our digital um, sales as well which is interesting I think this is the first year that we've significantly going to see an increase in copy sales you know from the iPad edition Right. You know, which is reflects the fact that Hello is an international brand, and the popularity of the royal family, you know, is not confined to the UK. So, you know, that's serving us pretty well yeah. as and, well. And are those subscribers then? Are they in your app? Is that those are works? subscribers, yeah. yeah. But although you can buy individual issues as well. And why do you... Subscriptions are actually going up too, yeah, which is, we have a very loyal readership at Hello, yeah, so subscriptions have always been strong for us. Yeah. Um, but why do you think, uh, you know, talking generally about the, the decline industry, is it, yeah. has it been the internet that's taken yeah, it away? Yeah, I think it has, and the kind of need for, I mean, the monthly magazines are having a much tougher time, you know, although we actually launched a monthly magazine two years ago, which might seem crazy, um, but we figured, we, we launched Hello Fashion Monthly to take a more detailed look at the fashion and style and beauty secrets of the stars. Um, and, and it's actually doing very well, you know, holding a strong position again in a very challenging 
changing marketplace. I think the print isn't going anywhere. I think the fact that it's a luxury experience is even more important and something that's certainly at the forefront of my mind when we're creating the magazine each week. That cover needs to be really inviting and look great on your coffee table and provide something that you just simply can't get elsewhere ideally an exclusive wedding you know in my dreams we'd have that every week um and then that content you know we'll create videos around our weddings and there'll be extra photo galleries available online so it's then sort of divvying it up so there's something available on every platform but i think print is certainly not going anywhere but the audience figures are smaller and do, do the likes of mail online sort of trouble you as an not really yeah no I think going our offering is so different mm. yeah we go for different markets I mean they run our we PR stories you know to the media every week as well and they run those stories and, and that's kind of good because people still then come to hello to see the full photo shoots and what's um, quite interesting to know what kind of a typical week is like mm. for you as editor? What sort of things do you do? Yeah, gosh, well, it can vary. I mean, I do love my job because it's so busy. I mean, there is no time to get bored. And it's actually hard to remember what we were doing last week. So don't ask me what I was doing last week. Um, so, yeah, I'll go from being in meetings with the team about, you know, what we're planning for the issue in hand, you know, what's going to be on the cover, um, new sets of photos, shoots we've got coming up. When did your week start? What day is it? Sort of um, on a Monday, yeah, and then we go to print on a Friday evening. Right. Yeah, so um, photo shoots. I mean, there's a constant email kind of dialogue going on to do with shoots and upcoming exclusives because obviously we work partially of the week because we're very news-driven, but then we work in advance on the exclusives that we set up. Um, so from meetings, yeah, with the team to the online team and what they're planning um, to strategy meetings for the brand, particularly focused on digital strategy at the moment, to personnel issues, often nearly always, <laughs> yeah, you know, interviewing or kind of working out um, the staff structure. Um, yeah, to meetings with the commercial team, going out and meeting clients, um, advertising, you know, is tough at the moment all round, so it's all about creative concepts um, and really changing our approach to to advertising sales I think you know traditionally where most of the advertising would come from agencies you know that's not the case anymore so you need to be far more creative in your solutions for advertising clients and again offer them a 360 approach it's not about taking out a printed page in in the weekly mag so much now it's about a creative concept for how they can be involved cross-platform and as a publication are you in profit at the moment we are yes yeah, yeah, no, we're in a good place. It's happy days at hello. <laughs> <laughs> Which can't be said for everyone. No, it's yeah, no, challenging. challenging. Street, so. Yeah, but it's good, you know, it's a real time for editors to be really creative, I think, which is very exciting considering we work in a creative industry. What would you say mm. to critics who might say, oh, celebrity news is a bit lightweight and mm. not something that's worth pursuing? You know what? I think don't underestimate the power of it. I think, as I mentioned before, there is a lot of bad news in the world and I think there is a place for some good news and we're seeing the results of that. You know, the sales figures are speaking for themselves. And I understand that 
obviously you've got a busy job as editor. You've also just finished writing a book, is that right? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I've just published my second book. Yeah, I've written two novels. Right. Yeah, yeah. How, just... how are you sort of, how is that judging? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I did write the first one before thing. I had two young children as well, so time's definitely, yeah, time's a bit shorter at the moment. But I'm a journalism, you know, by, a journalist by trade, and I love writing, and I kind of miss that aspect of my job because I don't get to write so much in the, in, you know, in the course of my average week. Yeah. So the creative writing I find a really great outlet. You know, it's something I'd love to com- be able to combine with my job for as long as possible. Fortunately, I have a very, you know, encouraging boss as well who who enjoys that aspect um, of my role as well. So yeah, I love the novel writing. Some of it was slightly influenced by my time as a magazine journalist. Yeah. <laughs> Although nothing's based on fact, of course. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's something I really love doing, combining the two. And I did want to ask you, since you are a woman in a senior editorial mm. position in our in our industry, given recent revelations of the BBC uh, gender pay gap divide, um, what were your thoughts on that? Sort of, you know, someone in well, like industry? every female, yeah, that works in the media, and or just every female, I think, across the UK. I mean, I was really shocked by it, but I think you know what matters is what happens from here, and you know, the BBC does seem to be you know realised that this was very wrong and is readdressing that pay gap and I really hope that they follow through on that promise because, you know, it's not right. I'm a real champion of women. I've actually generally worked in kind of very female-heavy environments, as you'd expect in women's glossy magazines. Mm. So I haven't been so aware of it and it's certainly something that, you know, I would address here if I felt that was going on, but it but it isn't. You know, and we are very supportive of our female workforce and people going off and being supported and the life choices that they make and having babies and having successful maternity leaves and returning to work, you know, in a supportive environment when they're ready. Lovely. Rose Nixon, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.